Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney Cruise Line has released part of their 2016 itineraries this morning, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about that. The Sorcerer's Hat at Disney's Hollywood Studios is going to the scrap heap, finally. And uh, two Disney cast members were fired after refusing to put on sweaty unitards. Those are Disney cast member problems. Uh, And a little later on, Dustin West and the team are going to discuss some of the most common mistakes people make when planning their Disney vacation. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 749 for the week of October 28th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Sorry there was no intro music. <laughs> at least for those of you watching live, they'll be it'll, it'll get put in, in post-production yeah. for the folks watching on YouTube and listening on iTunes. Um, coming to you from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Kevin Close, Jenny Lynn Knopp, Kathy Whirling, and back in the production nook, producer Dustin West and associate producer Craig Williams. A couple of things to talk about in housekeeping. First, I want to let everyone know that uh, Sean Thompson is no longer working with us here uh, at the Diz. Uh, It was a very amicable uh, separation decision, and we wish Sean nothing but the best on what I'm certain will be a very bright career. So, uh, please join me in wishing Sean uh, nothing but good luck. Um, also, want to mention, uh, you know, I do I do it every week. He sends me the the synopsis for the Disneyland show, and I forget to put it in my script. Uh, we have the Disneyland uh, edition of the Dis Unplugged every Thursday. Disunplugged.com. And in just a moment, Dustin is going to tell you. Is this what's the week where up. he like hangs out in bathrooms or something weird? Yeah. <laughs> well, he just he did an article. He did an article on his favorite bathrooms at Disneyland. Okay, yeah, that's the same thing. <laughs> I have it uh, on uh, this week's uh, Disneyland show. Brian from Mississippi is back for more trip planning advice in a segment recorded at the Arizona Diz Meet to benefit Give Kids the World. And the team talks about their favorite Disney souvenirs. And, and also, the grand total raised for the first Arizona Diz meet was $1,540. So, excellent good job for nice. them. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, also want to remind everyone about the Diz Unplugged app for iPhone, Android, and Kindle devices. You can find it in the respective app stores. Uh, it's been doing very, very well. We've got an awful lot of people that have downloaded good. the app. So. Um, we're going to be making some changes to it uh, coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks. Nothing major, just going to be adding a few new features to it. But uh, you can find that on the iPhone App Store, the uh, Google Play Store, and the Amazon, whatever the hell they call it. I have no idea. <laughs> store. Um, the Amazon Store for apps and things that Amazon does. So what else do we have for housekeeping? I know we've got a few. I have a couple things. Um, Podcast Cruise 5.0 careening at us at an alarming rate. Um, (laughs) If you're signed up, if you're on the cruise, you should have received an email from me uh, telling you how to sign up for your credentials and also book pre and post nights 
as well as transfers for the crews if you're interested. Um, we have to close out pre and post nights and transfers at the end of this week. Um, October 31st, so please go check out the thread on the Diz boards. It has a link to how you do all that stuff. But most importantly, you have to sign up for credentials so that we can get them produced and together for you. You can't get into any of the events unless we have... Um, Even if we know you. Right. We're not letting you Especially in. Especially if we know you. You still have to show ID. No credentials. So please... No ticky, no laundry. Go do that now. It's like when I go in the bank and they say, Hi, Kevin. Do you have ID? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. My mother is going to be hosting a little, uh, little high tea. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. We decided our welcome event is going to be uh, high tea with Madeline. Mm-hmm. And it's a cute little menu we've got going on and stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got some other stuff planned. I know everyone is waiting for the schedule. I apologize. We're having a really hard time this year putting the schedule together with Disney Cruise Line. So please be patient. Hopefully we'll get something out within the next week or so. And you guys will know so you can plan your other stuff. Uh, I will say for sure... Uh, Jody Benson will be performing the very first day, which is a C day, um, and she'll be doing it about noon. So if that helps anybody out, but we'll have exact information to come out soon. Jody Benson and High Tea with Madeline. It's not, it does not get better than that. It is a classy cruise this time. Oh my goodness. My mother finally got a chance to spend some time with Jenny Lynn Sunday. When and I, I adore her. And she adored you, let me oh tell my you. Goodness. My mother absolutely loved you. It was instant love. Yeah. <laughs> She apps my mother absolutely adored Jenny Lynn. So, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm, and I'm, I'm excited about that. Mom's going to sing and dance. <laughs> She's got a whole that. routine planned. Um, she she going to work blue? Yeah, she always she's gonna does. She's going to take a lane stretches places. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's going to she step in for a lane stretch. So, All right, well, that's it for me. Housekeeping. All right, what else do we have? I have one. Um, so our uh, one of our friends, Ian Glaubinger, uh, we he was on the show for Star Wars weekend episode, and uh, he has a new uh, Star Wars related item out um, that he produced, and it's the second in his series. So he came on to help promote his first one that was an Endor piece, and now he has one that's based on Empire Strikes Back, and it's it's Hoth. And uh, so he just wanted to get the word out that oh, it is awesome. available, and uh, hopefully is ridiculously cool. It is. Yeah, it is. And I'm I'm particularly excited from a like uh, kind of an OCD collecting standpoint that he's making these uh, planetary uh, like promotional posters. I just put up the indoor one yesterday, and it's awesome. So I can't wait to get my hands on this. Yeah. So uh, it's available at darkinkart.com, um, and I guess if he does well enough, then they'll let him make the last one, and then he'll have his complete series out in. Uh, I just hope that there's going to be more around at Star Wars Weekends this year because I know uh, I know it was a big hit there. So. Yeah, it was. How but could it not be? That's amazing isn't work. That cool? Yes, he's a great artist. And he incorporated the Wampa and the Tauntaun. I know that's great. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Uh, unless you wanted to mention, I am um, uh, Arizona meet coming up. Uh, Delaware. Oh, Delaware. What am I saying? Arizona. Delaware meet coming up the weekend, November 7th. Uh, Dustin Craig, Jenny Lynn, and Kathy are going to be in attendance for uh, for that meet. Uh, I've got family in from out of town, so I'm going to be here. But the uh, rest of the team is going to be up there. So uh, please, uh, for more information on it, uh, disunplugged.com. I'll have a link to it in the show notes page. Also on the Disunplugged forums, there's a sub-forum for Give Kids the World Meets. All the meets that are scheduled are uh, 
uh, are listed there with all the details and information you need. So you can head there and check that out as well. Registration closes for their event November 4th. Okay. Everybody better be there. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, anything else? Am I missing anything? Nope. All right. I want to get to the poll results from uh, from last week. It was very, very interesting. Um, we asked folks uh, if you were planning to visit Universal Orlando on your next visit. And I don't know why I expected this to be different. But um, 43% of the audience said, no, I'm just staying at Walt Disney World. I expected that number to be a lot higher. I really did. Um, 57% of you are planning on spending at least one day at Universal. 24% said they would go for the day. 26 said they were going to be doing a split stay between Disney and Universal. 7% are spending their entire vacation just at Universal Orlando. And I guess because for years... If I had asked this question six years ago, five years ago, it was, would have been like 90%, 100% staying at Disney. Yeah. And this is an example of the impact that Harry Wizarding World Potter. Wizarding World has had. And I don't think we've seen the full impact of Diagon Alley yet. I know they just reported their earnings for the quarter um, that since uh, Diagon Alley opened and the numbers were... I don't have them in front of me, but I remember reading the article that... I believe it was 18% <laughs> rise. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when you consider that they had a 14% bump last year before uh, at Universal Studios, not Islands of Adventure, at Universal Studios, that park saw a 14% increase in attendance last year before Diagon Alley ever opened. So I'm very interested to see what the numbers are going to look like. Um, it kind of it kind of ties in to one of our news stories about uh, Hollywood Studios, but uh, in in contrasting the, those two parks, the way Universal, both Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure, is not only just releasing these uh, these killer attractions, these Harry Potter things, they're also laying down a real groundwork. They're really transforming those parks, not just with Harry Potter, but with other attractions. Um, you know, their cast has gotten better over the years, their theming, their restaurants, everything has gotten better over the years. So it's not just those one killer thing. You know? No, it's absolutely, they've upped their game. They've upped their game. Uh, no question. But I was very interested to see that our audience, which is a, you know, it's a Disney audience, no question about it. 57% of you are planning to spend at least a day at Universal on your next trip. I had butterbeer ice cream for the first time when we were on the fam. Oh, that's right. They have it in Diagon Alley. That's yes, always. in Diagon Alley. That's worth spending a day in the park just for that. <laughs> we had some agents who actually got butterbeer for breakfast. Oh, They decided that was not a good idea. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it. For breakfast? <laughs> oh, I had it with my breakfast, not for breakfast. But oh, that's with what I meant, with, my bre- with their breakfast. Yeah, I thought it was very good. It was like drinking liquid syrup. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, syrup is liquid. It was like drinking syrup with your breakfast. It, was it awesome. is not like drinking syrup with your breakfast. And its sugar content is uh, similar to orange juice. So if you have a glass of orange juice with breakfast, you're having basically the same amount of sugar. Except orange juice is natural sugar where what's in butterbeer is refined. But it was good. You know, there's that. Well, I have a new favorite hotel. Cabana Bay? Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> I'm in love. 
But now I, I don't know. Are we talking about that in the news? I didn't put it together. I didn't know if we were going to save it for the other show now. or not. <laughs> we should just mention that uh, apparently something happened to Cabana Bay this morning. Uh, yep. Um, uh, hot a line. hot water line burst at about 4 a.m. this morning. And it flooded parts of the resort. And it also triggered the fire alarm. So when the fire alarm went off, some of the guests got out of their bed and stepped into scalding water. And um, only two guests needed to be taken to the hospital for minor burns. I don't want to, you know, sensationalize anything, minor burns. But they did evacuate the buildings, and I believe there was mention of some of the drywall kind of disintegrating due to mm-hmm. the hot water. Yeah, well, so they've happen. got some, uh, some repairs that they need to do. But I agree with Kevin. The resort is amazing. It is so in my frame of reference. It's now all everything the, I love. Now all the rooms on that floor have hot tubs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, John had said that the first time we did the tour. Oh. He said this will become Kevin's favorite resort in Orlando. It's Miami in the 60s. It's Las it Vegas is. with the Rat Pack. It's the Jersey Shore in its heyday. It's everything I, I, I love. I feel like I'm in the movie Catch Me If You Can with mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. If they would let me go through and close, if they would close their eyes and let me go through, I could furnish my entire house in that resort. <laughs> <laughs> I had a no, very a small resort. bag with me, and I could not take any of it with me. <laughs> I, it's everything I love. It's, I understand that there are hotels that more offer more uh, amenities. There are finer resorts. If I was staying, that's exactly where I would want to stay. And I, I, I love it as well, but for me, it's Portofino. I absolutely adore Portofino. I love the rooms at Portofino. They're so beautiful. I didn't get a chance to see the renovated rooms, but I hear they're gorgeous. So, all right, that's enough of that. We're going to move on. Oh, but we do have to announce that since I didn't pick a winner last week, since we forgot to put the poll up, I picked two winners this week. Uh, Matt Zadell and Bob Hendricks, you both have $50 Disney gift cards coming to you. Uh, got uh, your information, and we'll be sending those out this week. So congratulations, and we'll have next week's poll by the end of the show if I think of what I want it to be. Okay. <laughs> All right. So with that, we'll throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story. Disney's Swan and Dolphin to undergo largest renovation in hotel's history. The Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Hotel is getting a $125 million multi-phased, multi-story upgrade. The project will consist of redesigning all the rooms of the two hotels with new furniture and technology that should help boost the markability of the property. Quote, as we celebrate the hotel's 25th anniversary, it is appropriate that we mark the occasion with a renaissance of our room product, said General Manager Fred Sawyers in a prepared statement. It's expected the work will not disrupt the overall operations of the hotel. Renovations for 500 of the 758 Swan hotel rooms will be completed by the end of 2014. The first phase of the 1,509-room Dolphin Hotel renovations will begin in 2015. All of the renovations are expected to to be completed by 2016. And I've talked to a few people who have seen what these rooms are going to look like, and they are saying that this renovation is going to be unbelievable. I thought the rooms were very nice the way they were. I, they, they, they are, but it's, you know, it's time. It's time, it's for time. sure. For yeah. Every hotel. Every hotel at some point, you know, you kind of go through the refresh over the years. To, you make sure you've got new bedding, new furniture, things like that. But this is a ground-up redesign. Hmm. This is These rooms are being completely redesigned. I have not seen it. I have not, they, they are keeping this. I beg to see them. And I've been told, we have to kill you. 
Um, so, but I have talked to people who have seen it, and they have told me that it is absolutely spectacular. So I'm very, very excited about this. Yeah, the Swan has been undergoing these renovations, and I like the way they do it. They really kind of do their renovations at the Swan Dolphin. They block out a few floors, um, so it's not really affecting other guests. And they get those done, and they close down other floors. So um, anybody staying at the Swan by the end of the year is probably going to have at least a shot at being in a a renovated room. So I'm very excited to see them. Very, very excited to see them. I agree. All right. Moving on to our second news story. It is confirmed Disney ditching iconic sorcerer's hat at Hollywood Studios next year. And a cheer goes over the crowd. Walt Disney World confirmed to the Orlando Business Journal that the 122-foot-tall, iconic Mickey's Sorcerer's Hat at Disney's Hollywood Studios, which has been the centerpiece of the theme park since 2001, will be removed. Uh, Quote, work continues on bringing new experiences to life at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and we look forward to sharing more information at a later date, said Disney spokesman Brian Malinius who declined to provide more details. <laughs> News 13 reported sources said the hat will be removed in early 2015. There's no word yet on what Disney will put in place of the sorcerer's hat, but the structure already has been taken off some park brochures and maps, as previously reported by the Orlando Business Journal. Yeah. Um, and this is yet another change for one of Walt Disney World's theme parks. Joining rumors that Hollywood Studios is clearing space for a major expansion that could be Star Wars-related, or another property in the Disney portfolio, as well as a recent announcement of Epcot's plans to replace Maelstrom with a new Frozen attraction. I think the hat is going to be replaced by, you know, Elsa and Anna's big hat or something. <laughs> Elsa and Anna's no, it's big Frozen be, hat. No, it's going to be a 50-foot animatronic uh, Bob Iger statue. <laughs> <laughs> Bring oh, nice. I'm really happy to see this thing go. Yeah. How did that... Are they going to be putting something in its place because we still have to hide the... Um, Brahmin's Theater. Uh, they're saying that it's being completely removed from park maps. It's showing nothing in that spot. Okay. So I don't know if that's just Disney's tactic of not wanting to reveal its hand. Okay. But, I, you know, I don't know why we can't see Grauman's Chinese Theater. I think it was for the it most part. It was a part. legal issue, wasn't it? It yeah. was a legal issue. When they took um, back the MGM yep. trademark? The, the, when, the, when the contract, I think when the contract with MGM expired, so did the contract with Grauman's. Um, to use that. And now it's not Groundman's anymore. Now it's, what is it? <laughs> TLC, TDC. Oh, really? Theater. They change names out there? Well, yeah. it's always going to be Groundman's Chinese Theater to me. Yeah. So, but well, it's always going to be MGM to me. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, so it, I, I know it had something to do with that. There were legal reasons why they could no longer use They had to hide the it behind that big thing so that people couldn't take pictures of it. You know, they couldn't have the full view of it at any one point so that large structure had to be put in place I, I mean with it there as you can see there's no way anyone can get a picture of the full building right so I'm just wondering what changed to take the hat away because now we'll be able to thank God look down the street like we used to be able to and see well, the no theater these are the, people, these are the people that, cr- that keep the, uh, the the scrim companies in business there might be a you know a 50 foot scrim up to prevent <laughs> well, I that. guess that's who, true who knows I mean, no, I mean it may be they put something in there it's just not going to be the hat anymore there's also rumors walls. of a name change to Hollywood Adventure Really? Oh, no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I never heard that. Yeah. Well, it would kind of make more sense. They don't really have too much studio stuff going on. It's not a studio. Yeah. yeah. It never really was. 
Yeah. Well, back in the day when they were they were filming something. They were filming like, you know, crappy little TV shows. They filmed the Mickey Mouse Club. Crappy like, little TV no, show. No, no. <laughs> used my to be childhood. Up, up front where you can now is package pickup. That used to be the studio window. I saw Wheel of Fortune recorded there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. They told everybody, the only thing they, they told you 4,700 times, don't talk to Vanna White. And Vanna walked right in front of my, mo- front of my mother, and they, my mother said, hi, Vanna. And she turned around <laughs> and she said, hi. And they came over, and I, because my mom was in a wheelchair, otherwise I'm pretty sure she would have gone to jail. <laughs> wow. Don't make eye contact with Vanna. Um, but there was other things don't there. Don't um, people. You would be able to go in there in the morning and see what was being recorded that day and take tickets if you wanted. They were. It was open to the public. Yeah. You just huh. stepped inside, inside no. the turnstile. That was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so now it's, you know, it, they, they just it's not used for any of that anymore. And calling it a studio is ridiculous. Like I said, even in its heyday, it, it was arguable. Um, but now, um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. They, I I want to hear before they start changing names. I want to hear. I mean, we kind of know what's coming. With all this land they're clearing. Right. Um, but I'd like to hear Disney make an announcement because, you know, we know whatever it is they're going to do is going to take roughly 15 to 20 years to complete. <laughs> um, so the sooner they announce it, the sooner, you know. They're just going to build parking garages. <laughs> for downtown Disney. Yeah, for downtown Disney. So, which still isn't finished. But, but they're, they're allowing cast members to start parking in the new garage this coming week. And another is, is this like the test audience? It is. It's yes. Like, they're, beta, they're beta testing it. Yes. And then December 1st, that entrance, entrance number two, which is the one across from the Hess station, is closing so that they can start doing things down there for a parking garage. So I'm making the leap. Another, that, another two another two and a half year parking garage. I yeah. got to tell you, long after Disney started this parking garage, they've added an addition. They've built an entire new shopping center at the Loop. Mm-hmm. It started after Disney started the parking garage, and it's starting to open. So they not only created, I think, what eight buildings. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I understand that it's special concrete, and you know you have to do all these things. You know, and, but, and look, don't get me wrong. I'm very excited about Disney Springs. I think Disney Springs is going to be amazing. Yeah. And are you going to be willing to par- pay to park at downtown Disney? Of course, absolutely, absolutely. For, for what what I what I think Disney Springs is going to be, sure, absolutely, I would. Um, I don't have, if, if I don't have to go through the hassle, I mean, look, even before they started working on the parking garage and just mucked everything up, parking at downtown Disney was a challenge at best. Yep. If I can just go there and park without drama, absolutely, that's worth ten bucks to me. I think you're also going to see things like if you eat in a restaurant, they will, <laughs> you know, validate. validate yeah. And I think they'll for annual pass holders, they're probably. Do so, but, that was my question. I mean, but is it, have they said for sure they're going to charge to park there? No, but can't you see that writing on the wall? No. Do you think they're just going to build this garage and let people use it for free? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't. But look, I, I think Disney Springs is going to be awesome. I, I can't wait. I'm very excited about it. I just wish it didn't take so damn long. I, so that's, that's my only... And <clears throat> I, the, the lack of planning that went in to parking and how they were going to accommodate guests was so apparent and so obvious... And even after it was clear that this was a complete disaster, they really didn't do anything to change it. I don't think they could because they hadn't planned for it. They really didn't plan for it. I didn't know. I don't know what they thought was going to happen. People were going to start like, helicoptering in. I don't. <laughs> but I'll just be happy when it's done. I'll be happy when we can park there without drama, 
and we can go enjoy Disney Springs because I am so, so, so looking forward to that. One of the things that bothers me about the whole thing is they've widened that road and they're putting in that ramp from I-4. <clears throat> now, if you're traveling on that road, you can see I-4 mm-hmm. from Disney property. And it kind of bothers me a yeah. little bit. I don't think that should be should happen. You should be able to be in the Disney bubble and not have the world around you exposed. Eh. Just a minor I, I think I think the convenience of being able to get right to downtown Disney from I-4 is going to be worth that trade-off. Um, I mean, right now, think about it. When you're coming down I-4, you've got to get off the Lake Buena Vista exit. You got to deal with that horrible intersection by crossroads. Go down Hotel Plaza Boulevard. I mean, it's an, it's kind of a pain. Uh, it's a big pain. So, I hate it. Hate I've always hated it. it. So, but I'm excited to see when Disney Springs finally opens in the spring of 2032. <laughs> um, if we're still around, <laughs> really, I may not survive that long. So, all right, and on to our third news story, which I promise. I don't go out and look for dirty clothes stories. I just want you people to know this up front. <laughs> Disney workers appeal firing over sweaty costumes. A crowd that gathered to watch one of the popular Festival of the Lion King shows at Disney's Animal Kingdom left disappointed one evening after it was abruptly canceled. Backstage, three performers had refused to don their animal costumes. Their unitards had been tainted, the employees argued, by other workers' sweaty garments that accidentally touched theirs. Oh, oh, gross. The dirty costume pieces had been on a rack, and they ha- uh, said they had that someone had pushed up against the... Where, blah, 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 blah. The dirty costumes... <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> the dirty costume pieces had been on a rack that they said had somehow been pushed up against where their clean clothes hung. Walt Disney World fired the performers shortly after the canceled show, and now they are fighting to get their jobs back. The Teamsters Union that represents them is bringing the issue in front of a federal arbitrator later this year. The union argues Disney violated its contract by providing unsanitary clothing. Quote, we felt the unitards that were clean had absorbed sweat from the costumes that were already there, said Doug Biederman, one of the performers. We said we don't know what to do. Obviously wearing these costume pieces isn't an option because they're soiled. They're not wearable. Disney said it disagrees with the assertions and will make its case to the arbitrator. The company would not provide further details, saying it does not comment on pending arbitration. 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 (sighs) Though this was a one-time incident, Teamsters recording secretary and business agent Donna Lynn Dalton likened it to a controversy that arose in 2001 over Disney's practice of making workers share bike shorts and tights. In a contract agreement reached that year, Disney gave in and allowed each worker to have their own set. They are saints. They really are. (laughs) In the current case, the worker said they feared getting a rash or skin infection. Performers can get clean unitards for each show, but they reuse their items such as headpieces, collars, and skirts. Those pieces had become wet with perspiration and were drying in the sun to be used again by the performers who had already worn them. Mm. One day in June, workers moved the used costume parts inside when it rained. Performers said they found the dirty garments pushed up against the clean ones. Uh, They also said they asked for the unitards to be washed, but that didn't happen. Managers had said the the contract... Contact. Managers had said the contact was minor, and the three performers' clothes were in acceptable condition. One of the fired performers, Pearson said one manner suggested spraying the unitard with Febreze and told them, quote, 
this is a make it work moment. <laughs> Other performers were willing to go on stage either because they had outfits that hadn't touched the used costumes or didn't think the contact was worth making a fuss over. The union is seeking back pay and reinstatement. Pearson 25 and Biederman 24 are working elsewhere but would like to return to Disney. The third worker declined to be interviewed. This is, the entire story is gross. Well, Apart from the fact that they said the sweaty stuff touched them, they're making them reuse the other parts. I, I, well, don't, I, mean, I don't like know how the, to respond to this. The, the headsets and the collars and things like that. Uh, okay, whatever. I, no pun intended, something don't smell right. <laughs> There's um, a, a go ahead. I uh, this look. I'm usually very pro union. Um, I think I have. A, I just have this gut feeling that the union is trying to make something out of this. I knew those contract negotiations went through smoothly. I think the union is starting to try and flex its muscles now, and there's a reason for it. This just seems like you know. I, I've been. Watching some discussions and some things, you know, the word Ebola is getting thrown around that, you know, and let me just take a moment on that. If you're worried about getting Ebola, stop it. Stop it. Okay? Turn the news off. You're not going to get Ebola. Unless Unless somebody with Ebola throws up in your mouth. Okay? Shy of that, you're good. Or you're eating infected fruit bats. Um. So I can't barely handle this conversation right now. Well, I read a uh, tweet that said more people in the United States have played Batman in a movie than have had Ebola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just—I don't know. This feels to me like the union is the union's up to something. Well, somebody was saying there's a thread about it on the Diz that the the usual policy is you work it. You, you would have put those items on and then you filed a grievance after the fact and I guess even the union was upset that these workers didn't go do what they were supposed to do but the article that came out everybody seems to feel there's not enough details what bothers me is that they were they were fired and they didn't, being, go, they didn't go on and do the show they were supposed to do they deserve right. to be fired I'm sorry I don't know personally I speaking if you know what I think that I don't know what else happened with these workers. I don't know what their background is, but if, it seems to me like if they missed one show because of this, there should have been some sort of uh, action taken against them. I don't know if firing was the right course of action. Mm, I'm not so sure. I, look, you know what? Not knowing all the details, it's really hard to make a judgment. Uh, it, I, I don't know how soiled these were. Would but, any of I you mean, put on somebody else's sweaty clothes or sweaty? if something else had been laid? Somebody else's sweaty costume had been laid on top of yours? Depends, you, how, depends it, how sweaty it was. Okay, let's say it's bad. Would you put it on? <laughs> no. There's levels okay, of no. sweat. Here's the deal. I, I you know, in the theater, the show must go on is a, an adage that's been around forever. But if somebody laid their sweaty clothes on top of my outfit that I had to put on, I'm not sure I would do it either. No. I don't know. See, I think I would do it under protest, but I would do it and then take it up after. Right, because, I mean, it really isn't like you're going to, like, this is putting your life in jeopardy. Um, that, okay, it may be a little disgusting, but you got a show to do, and you got people that paid good money to be in this theme park waiting for a show. I don't know, though. I mean, I, I, I agree. We don't have enough details, but if things were soiled enough that intimate parts of you were touching soiled garments, I just can't know. 
That's a big no. Uh, no. Sorry. Not uh, doing it. I'm just wondering why they didn't have even more extras of these outfits. I mean, a good coming point, from all these theme... I mean, both Dustin and I have yeah. worked at theme parks. They have hundreds of costumes. I don't know why then yeah. for a show or something like that, they would say, okay, well, we'll just make enough to get by for yeah, you know, one day. Entertainment's a little bit different than like your average costumes for you know other other um, areas of the business. Um, but it's... My thought is, do they not have a like a clean rack and a dirty well, rack? That's yeah. one of my other thing. Why wouldn't they wash the unitards? The, the implication is that the clean stuff was on one side and the soiled stuff was on the other, and they happened to be pushed up against each other, and that's why they didn't want to wear it. So that's what the story is saying. Um, I, you know, that makes it sound way. less dramatic. Well, I, again, we don't know the details, so it's it is yeah, really difficult to make a judgment on this without because, but something about it doesn't just doesn't feel right so i'm interested to see what happens and if more details come out about one of the things that was in the sort of expanded story was that disney is saying you know they kind of have to stand their ground on this because you know where's the line drawn right you know at what point do they close a showdown because one person says they don't want to wear a uniform a, a costume and they might be the centerpiece of the show you know at what point are they held hostage but I don't know. It's just I, I kind of agree with Craig in saying, well, why couldn't they go and find another outfit to put on? And it just yeah. seems very, right. very strange. They should have more. It, it seems strange to me that they were fired on the spot for it or fired for it. It's just all very odd. Oh, I think uh, I think more will be revealed, mm-hmm. and I'm interested to see what that what that looks like. But uh, all right, thank you, John. That's going to do it for the news. We're going to move on to our caption this photo from last week. We had a picture of Corey in the prop warehouse at Hollywood Studios lifting a prop barbell. Uh, Carrie Nelson says uh, well Carrie Nelson uh, did a little uh, did a little uh, work on this photo and put Kevin's head on Corey's body uh, with the caption look I can do it too Corey. Um, (laughs) I thought was cute. Uh, Tom Stowe, as usual, Corey can be found propping up the bar. Um, his reputation precedes him. And uh, Paul Somerville, this is not the bar crawl I was expecting. Um, oh, that's crazy. There's a theme. <laughs> there's a theme. Um, but uh, for this week, we decided to do a Where in the World. I sent you that picture, right? Yes. And... Uh, I didn't, like, crop it in or anything. That's okay? Okay, that's all right. We're going to put it up on Facebook uh, this afternoon, facebook.com slash disunplugged. And, uh, well, I mean, I, what I'm saying is I have it here, but I didn't, like, zoom in or anything. Is it, This is the way you want to present the photo, right? I just sent you just the block, right? It's a square. It's a square, and it's not... It's the right one there. that's over your shoulder. Yes, that's correct. Okay. That's the one I wanted. Okay, there it is. I, I decided to make this one a little easier. Okay, that's why I wasn't sure. Because the past few I've picked out have been like Incredi- absurdly hard. Incredibly difficult. Um, so this one's a little easier. Um, don't anybody here uh, weigh in? But I think this one should be a little, a little easier to get. Facebook.com slash disunplugged. If you are listening and not watching right now and want to see what the picture is, and uh, go tell us where you think this is, and we'll tell you where it is on next week's show. And with that... We will move over to Rapid Fire, and we will start with the lovely and talented oh, I love that. John Magi. 
So glad you were going to me. All right. So Disney Cruise Line just this morning, hot off the presses, brand new information. They revealed uh, ports and itineraries for early 2016 in Disney Cruise Line fashion. We have just the first quarter of 2016 released. They're obviously working on other stuff for the summer and other um, destinations. Well, no, honestly, for as annoying as it is for us as uh, being in the travel uh, business that they do this. Um, it really is. It creates demand, and these things book like crazy. So they've really gotten very good at, at doing this. Well, the good news is I think that they're able to, you know, get out the itineraries that they have put in place. I don't think they're holding the the summer ones because they want to build anticipation. I think they have to finish those contracts and, you know, those. Oh, I think ports. they're building anticipation. All right. Um, all right. So for the early 2016, Disney Cruise Line introduces two new popular Caribbean destinations. As part of their itineraries, Tortola, British Virgin Islands, and Martinique. Um, you're going to see the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy doing their typical uh, cruises out of Port Canaveral. But uh, what we're going to see here is, where do I have it? The Fantasy is going to be doing St. Martin or Tortola. St. Thomas and Castaway Key, and then three days at sea. And then, hand here just a second ago, um, uh, the, there's going to be seven night Southern Caribbean cruises on the Wonder again, departing from San Juan, Puerto Rico. And they're going to do Barbados, Granada, Martinique, Antigua, and St. Kitts. That sounds like a really mm-hmm. nice cruise. Sounds like a fun itinerary, doesn't it? So, some, some interesting and stuff. And how many, how many uh, sailings is that? That they're doing uh, with the Grenada and St. Kitts and 2016. The Southern is one, two, three, four. Okay, that's nice. Four sailings, uh, and then the Disney Magic is also going to be doing some uh, sailings out of Port Canaveral as well, um, sort of alternating between the Fantasy and the. Now those, I'm Magic. sorry, those Southern Caribbeans are going out of San Juan. Yes. Okay. Seven night Southern Caribbeans on the Disney Wonder from San Juan, Puerto Rico. I think I want to do one of those. Early January. Who's going with me? Um, None of you can go. (laughs) It is the wave. None of you may leave. Oh, I'm going. (laughs) All right, there you go. Um, I'll I'll wave as we're leaving port. (laughs) (laughs) There's also going to be the five-night Western Caribbean cruises on the Disney Wonder and the Disney Magic from Miami as well. So um, all of this stuff is actually now, as far as I know, Corey said, everything is up on the Diz. All this information is there. Dreams Unlimited Travel, all of our forms have been updated if you want to go and get a quote. Um, tomorrow will be um, the Platinum. highest level. Platinum and gold tomorrow. Platinum and then and silver and the public on the Thursday. Platinum yeah. and gold Castaway Club members can book tomorrow, and then the rest will be after that. So um, at least I give Disney Cruise, Disney Cruise Line uh, props for changing it up a bit. I mean, I think what happens is we all go... Oh, you know, who wants to do another Western or another Eastern? Now change the shows. But now they'll have something like San Juan going to different ports. That makes it interesting. I like that. That makes it fun. Excited about that. Good information, good news. I don't know when we're going to see the rest of 2016, probably early 2015. Do you know Podcast Cruise 5 is my 25th sailing? Is it really? Oh, wow. On Disney. Wow. Yep. It's my 25th sailing. Pretty special. Congratulations. I know. It's very special. I know people. Other people have more, and some that's you know. But for me, that's pretty cool. I'm like, wow, twenty five times a lot. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot for like normal people, but for Disney fans, it's like, oh, okay. 
I'm at 28. <laughs> um, How many? We have a lot of Royal Caribbean sailings. We have something like. We have nights. They now go by nights. Yeah. And we are at 198 nights. Well, because you, you know, 140 of them were in April. I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we catch up. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Kevin. Uh, I have a couple of things to talk about if you're interested in traveling with us, traveling with Diz. The first thing is the second San Francisco Backstage Magic trip is available August 1st through the 9th, 2015. The July trip sold out, but we do have the second trip available. I do have space available. I just found out that the internal flight from San Francisco to Los Angeles is going to be under $100 wow. per, person. per person. That would be in addition to the $52.99. This is a pretty amazing trip. We have a guided tour of the Disney Family Museum, Lucasfilms, that's in San Francisco, and then you do the backstage magic trip. So it's a pretty cool thing. If you're interested, Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. We also talked about the fact that we were going to add something new in 2015, and several people have already signed up for a Viking cruise. We are going to be sailing from Paris to Paris. And this is not like we're not on a Viking ship like with funny helmets yes, and we are. singing songs. This is the uh, the company Viking. No, and then Viking we set people on fire and we throw them out to sea. We're going to pillage Viking. and plunder. Um, this Viking is on Viking lines. River Cruises, October t- 19th through the 26th. We chose this trip for several reasons. First of all, it's our first bite of Viking cruises. We want to try something new. We've also realized that this is a seven-night cruise, which allows people to use one week of vacation as opposed to breaking into your second week. Vacation time is valuable. You can buy round-trip airfare Paris to Paris. You don't have to fly into one city and out of another. And it's a great itinerary. It's out the Seine to Normandy and back. And actually, um, even though they're, uh, like Delta, it doesn't have October for next year ready yet, uh, on their website, uh, looking at September, which is usually fairly similar. Actually, October tends to be a little less expensive. Um, I'm sorry, I was seeing round trip Charles de Gaulle um, from Orlando in coach for a thousand bucks a person. So it looks like the airfare pricing may be really reasonable. Um, Kevin has some information, but one of the things I wanted to mention is if we, if you book air through Viking, your transfers are included. So that's a nice perk. They'll meet you in the airport. And we've known people who have done this trip, and they say it's incredible. They take you, you know, they show up, and they have the sign, and it's a luxury transportation, either to the ship or to your pre-cruise uh, destination. So one of the things you could look at, too, is if there's published air, you might be able to book the published air through Viking. You can also book air through Viking, and it okay. seems to be very reasonable. So okay. I don't have, I don't have facts and figures on that because I would have to let you know how what it is from everywhere. But if you're interested, we could do that. The pricing starts at twenty three fifty six per person, uh, in a standard stateroom. And that's I with a window. Want to let people know that with these river cruises, what's popular about them is that it goes places regular cruise ships can't go. It goes into a lot of these smaller places, these smaller ports. And everything is included. Your alcohol, your food, your shore excursions, everything is included in this price. It's not, you know, that's your stateroom. Am I I right? I just have to tell you something I've learned. Alcohol is included. Your drinks are included at meals. If you you wish to drink other than that, you have to pay for it, but they do have a, a beverage package. Okay. Oh, so it's a it's a beverage, but it's not like you get house wine all day if you want. It's uh, 
you gotta. It's kind of like Royal Caribbean has. It's Royal Caribbean, yeah. It's right. uh, one price actually for the entire state. But room. still, even alcohol at your meals or drinks at your meals—that's pretty good. That's yeah, really I'd good. say so. And they do their things are different. You really—it's hard to compare this to a Royal Caribbean or a Disney cruise because they do work very differently. The unlimited drink package is four hundred and twenty dollars per stateroom. Per stateroom. Oh, per stateroom. That's really reasonable. I think it is if you're going to go and you're going to drink and. and these are also smaller ships, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know we've been talking about river, wanting to do a river cruise for a few years now. Um, I think this is a good taste. I think this is a good way to get our puns and Plus, we can wet. plus we can add on at Disneyland Paris, which yeah, is like which we're going to look into for sure. See if maybe we can get some. Now some I am was told that they do offer a three night pre night stay. It's eight ninety nine per person. It excludes an excursion and breakfast every day. Includes. Includes. Inclu- did I, what did I say? Is it excludes? Includes. Sorry. Um, at the Hotel Something de Collectionneur Arc de Triomphe. And I've looked at it online, and it looks like a lovely hotel. So it's not the, the Hilton Arc de Triomphe we were at? No, it's the Hotel Collectionneur. The Collectionneur Arc de Hotel du Collectionneur <laughs> Arc de Triomphe. Tell them um, about... Um, the price is... Start at twenty three fifty six for an inside uh, stateroom that has got a window that's per person, and it goes up to fifty seven fifty six for a veranda suite that's with a balcony. They are if you are interested in doing this and you book before October thirty first, they offer one hundred and fifty dollars per passenger off, so you would get three hundred dollars off for two people off the total price. Prices will change November first, but. They cannot tell me what they are or what the promotion will be. I just want to go back to that pricing for a minute. You mentioned the top price. There's actually a veranda, that a couple of verandas that are not as expensive, which I think is a is a good thing. Read that top veranda stateroom A. There's another veranda that's thirty nine fifty six per person. There's another veranda after that that's thirty six fifty six per person. And you're talking about location on the ship, and you're but these are but these are also just so people understand. These are smaller staterooms than what we're accustomed to on larger ships. This is a smaller ship. The staterooms are smaller. Even the big suites are about four hundred square feet, four hundred fifty square feet. Most of these veranda staterooms are about two hundred twenty five square feet. So factor that in, but. Um, I, I this is all about the ports, and I think you spend a lot of time in port with these. Mention the shore excursion. Uh, the other included. thing, just before we get to that, I just want to say one thing. Unlike the ABD trips where we have to meet a minimum threshold in order to, for these trips to go, we don't have to do that with this. So we're doing this trip. So We've already made our deposits. Yeah, yeah we're doing it. We you want to come with us? Come with us. We already have two suites on the ship, and then... A whole bunch of other folks have already signed up, so we're going. We're going to Paris. We're going to Giverny and Vernon. We're going to Rouen. Rouen used to be the capital of uh, France bef- earlier than Paris. We're going to the Normandy beaches. That There's- is something I really Me want to too. see. That's Me the main too. reason I want to do this trip. Uh, we're going to see the ruins at Les Andelais. And, oh. and then we're back in Paris. Again, you can add Disneyland Paris on. We haven't got that worked out yet, but we might be able to help you book your Disneyland Paris stay. So this is October 19th through October 26th. Here's the bad part. This ship is approaching maximum capacity. There are staterooms, as far as I know, there are staterooms in every category still available. However, I booked three of them yesterday. So if you're interested in joining us in Paris. And how much is the deposit? It's $1,000 
per couple. It's $500 per person. However, as soon as you make your deposit, there is $100 per person penalty for canceling immediately. There's no safety window. If you cancel it after you've deposited, it's $100 per person. And final payment is due, like again, unlike other cruises, final payment is due six months prior to departure. So your final payment would be due April 17th, I believe. Okay. Very so, excited. I'm very excited. It's very new for us. I'm actually very excited to go back to Paris, which I didn't think I We're would really excited be. To go back to Paris. I have added um, a three night pre stay for you. Now, what's nice is that are those. Are you doing it too? Uh-huh. Okay. What's nice is that those are removable up until you make final. Oh, no, payment. no. I definitely want that time in Paris, and I want some time in Disneyland Paris when we're done. Well, what I'm hoping to do is once we know how many people book and how many people are on the ship, is I will go to Disney and see if we can get a block of rooms um, at some kind of reduced rate. I don't know what we're going to be able to do because it's just so expensive. It's so expensive. But, I mean, at least if we are holding a block of rooms, we can. John said he wants to go back to Disneyland Paris, too, and I told him yes under one condition that I get unfettered time in Paris with no other commitments. <laughs> That'll be the first couple of days. I want to mention about the shore excursions. I mean, shore, shore excursions are included. It's like one shore excursion every day, and it's you know a preset thing that they do with everybody on the ship. So it might be anything from a bus tour of Paris to going out to Normandy. So that's nice in that that's not an extra expense that you have to do, but right. you also don't have to do it. You also don't tour as a ship. <laughs> which that's, that's good. Which kind of scared me, you know. Um, you they break you up into groups of twenty to twenty five people, and that's a tour group, which is much more manageable. I figured if there's four hundred people on this ship, we're all going to get on a you know a, a fleet of buses and go one. Exactly. Oh, what I like about this too is this is a lot less expensive way to see Paris than when we did the London Paris trip, which was I mean that we like, tried ten thousand dollars a person. Um, and I tell everybody when I book their ABD trip, all of the things that are listed are included in the cost of your trip. You are not required to participate in any of it. If your idea is great fun is laying on the ship and you buy the extra drinking package and getting, you know, drinking your way through an afternoon, you're welcome to do that. You are not required to take tours or participate. Uh, I think the fact that the shore excursions are included is pretty amazing. I think if you look at Disney Cruise Line or Royal Caribbean and you look at shore excursions, you're easily talking two, two fifty a person to do these things. Mm-hmm. This is all included in your price. All meals are included. Gratuities are not included. Uh, Viking River Cruises suggests $12 per day, per person, and that would cover everybody on the ship. You don't break it down into waiters and servers and room stewards and things like that. It's $12 per day, per person, and then that is divided amongst the staff. Always you can add more to it. Um, Transfers are $60 per person from the airport to the hotel or to the ship or from a hotel to the ship and back. But if you decide to book air through Viking, then transfers are included. And if you're interested in this uh, trip, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Yes. Thank you, Kevin. Jenny Lan. My rapid fire is so boring compared to all (laughs) How am I supposed to follow that? You had all this time to work on it. You couldn't make it better? I, so disappointed. You know, I, I don't make the news. I just report it. Um, okay, so the <laughs> I really feel so small right in this moment. Um, the Move It, Shake It, Play It <gasps> celebration really? has oh. debuted. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, My, my headset's too loud anyway, so. 
Um, it debuted on August, uh, October 24th. Has a new theme song, everybody, called Party Up. And um, they've added a few elements. They're now encouraging you to take selfies while you are enjoying the oh, God, celebration help. with the hashtag Move It, Shake It, Picks. That's P I C S. And um, am I right, Kathy? In the parade, some of the floats now have screens attached to them. All of them do. Right. So by the end of the parade, if you have posted your pictures with that hashtag on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, you have the chance of seeing your photo appear on the screens on the floats, which is kind of cool. Which is about... Yeah, yeah, okay, they did this with the Castle Projection show. The people like who had their pictures mm-hmm. taken in the park that day might be... A, and that was a big bomb. Yeah, it's um, pretty much the same with and this. this. Is basically well, but they the also did it at the Frozen Summer Fun thing. They had a big billboard on the main street, and if you took your picture selfies with Olaf, you know, the Olaf Summer Fun. Um, my picture showed up on the billboard. I got kind of excited about it. I felt like I was acknowledged in some way. But anyway, so this is a small way to do Should that. Should we chip in for her therapy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to make this as exciting. I don't have a river trip to talk about. Um, okay. Also, the play it part is the new part of the celebration. The crowd gets to choose from three songs um, to talk to dis- discern what's going to be the next song that's played um they offer you the songs they have everyone cheer the song that gets the loudest applause is the one that's selected and then played the end (laughs) yeah it was uh opening day it was happy by pharrell and i forget what the second one was and the third one was the taylor swift song which is the one that won so everybody danced to taylor swift in the the streets. I broke up with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I, I don't one like... One of the guys in New Direction was mean to me. <laughs> I don't like being interactive. I want them to do it all for me. Yeah, really. Don't make me do anything. Only for my $100 a day. Entertain me. I think this one... Dance ha- for me, monkey. I like the first one. Uh, this one, the music and stuff's going to have to grow on me. And I also didn't like... as you. As you're facing the castle, as you come up Main Street to the right... You know where we usually stand for parade pictures where the trash can is where there used to be the i know you're looking at me with that blank look but i i know a thousand trash cans now you come up main street as you're starting to go into the circle right there on the right hand side so we stood there well now what happens during the show um there comes a time that they let everybody that's been building up down on the street come up and now you've picked the perfect spot to take pictures and they let the crowd come and stand right in front of you oh nice so I need to find a new place to stand. It just crowd control for this parade needs to be improved. Did well, people seem genuinely happy that there was pop music playing in Magic Kingdom? Because that just sounds awful to me. I mean, it's the Magic Kingdom. As happy Kingdom. as they are about chainsaws in Epcot. I don't like, know. There Walt was an Disney awful lot of people. Walt Disney would be rolling in his grave. There's a lot of people. <laughs> I, I thought the first one, I thought it was sort of, I, I liked it because I thought it was catchy. And it sort of gave it a, like a party atmosphere. This one, it's like. Mm. But that's the theme song for Despicable Me too. Yeah. So. This, yeah. This, <laughs> this one. That's a very valid point. That is kind of a universal type song. But, but there was a lot of good people song. in the streets oh, dancing. Oh, I, don't I don't know. know. Okay. I'd have to see it in order to pass judgment on it. Right now, it's like. Wake me up when you're done talking about it. If my children were still younger, younger, they're they're probably getting to be a little bit. 12 and 14, They, my older ones might not be so impressed. But my 10-year-old would get into this. It would be something I would have fun with her 
doing. Mm-hmm. We would get out there and dance together and be silly and take selfies and cheer when they appeared on the screen. I'll just be happy when the conversation is over. <laughs> <laughs> it is now done. Thank you. Jenny Lynn, Kathy. Mine's really rapid. It's not exciting. The Hess station near the boardwalk has reopened. Well, I'll tell you why that is exciting. I know. I was like, I find that exciting. I do I'll too. Tell you why, I'll tell you why. When we were at the FAM right. last week, and I didn't realize that, you know, I was at a gas as mm. I was leaving Hollywood Studios. And I didn't have I didn't have enough to get to, you know, another gas station other than the one across okay. from downtown Disney on a Saturday night. Oh. At eight o'clock. Nine or nine thirty, ten o'clock. Oh, that's bad. It I'm not I'm not exaggerating. It took me forty minutes to get from the entrance of Hollywood Studios to the gas station across from downtown Disney. It took me 40 minutes. Wow. I guess you could have looped around to the one at the Magic Kingdom. That's a pain, too. That's a pain, too. The thing was, it was going to be so... Well, when I say that I was... That I I wasn't sure how far I was going to make it. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm usually not that bad. Usually I'm very aware of how much gas I have. But um, for some reason, this escaped me. And, you know, I hear the dinging going off when I'm, you know, pulling out of the parking lot. And I'm like, what the... Oh, my God. I got Mm. no gas. I'm not going to make it home. <laughs> we did. Um, uh, we, the fam was at the beach club, and we went home. Or I went home every day and at night, and came back in the morning, and it was very inconvenient because I thought, oh, I'll just stop in and get a coffee. Yeah. I was, That's a great gas station. It is. So it is. Yeah. I don't know what they had to do. They probably had to do regular maintenance to it. And I'll say, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Kudos to Hess for not gouging right. the prices mm-hmm. because they're on Disney property. What you're getting at that gas station is the same price you're going to pay. 25 miles away from the tourist corridor. Um, they have one price for Hess, and they, I, I, I give them major props because when Exxon had the concession, they weren't doing that. Right. No. They were gouging the heck out of those prices. So, all right, thank you, Kathy. Dustin, back to you. Yeah, I have uh, the fact that uh, there's new merchandise from uh, Disney's Big Hero 6 that's coming to the theme parks. And it's it's kind of your uh, kind of your basic stuff for movies. You know, obviously you're going to have your books, toys, plushes, stuff like that. But there's also some theme park exclusive stuff that they have there. Um, the DTEC uh, iPhone cases are going to be available for uh, Big Hero Six, but uh, and some uh, Vinylmation and select uh, pins like a, a set of six exclusive pins. But they're also going to have a limited release graphic uh, Magic Band. Uh, that you can get uh, at retail locations that sell the Magic Bands, and you just have to link it to a ticket to get it if you if you like Big Hero 6 and want one of those Magic Bands. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, so. Awesome. Check it out. All right, thank you, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Gregory? Okay, uh, there are Florida resident discounts for Florida residents uh, for Disney Cruises. <laughs> there are Florida resident discounts for people in Georgia. Oh, I, I did not mean to put that in that slide. I always what? read that first. So. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, I, that's so funny. It's good. We'll get through it. Um, yeah. So if you book, a, let's make it work, guys. <laughs> put all those dirty unitards and let's get to work. Never forget. Uh, if you book some. Sorry, I'm blanking out now. So, book by November 2nd, uh, some eligible uh, cruises on Disney Cruise Line. uh, If you go to the Diz, uh, there's a link right on the homepage that will take you to all the uh, discounts, but some of them are uh, as cheap as $90 per night per person. 
For Florida residents. For Florida residents. I'm so sorry. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Florida resident discounts for Florida residents. It's supposed to say Disney Cruise Line residents. I don't know. For Disney Cruise Line residents? Florida resident discounts for Disney Cruise Line residents. Yeah, things happen to good tenses. Both by November 2nd, Florida residents. Hashtag Florida residents. Hashtag Florida residents. Do I have to be a resident to book this? I'm so sorry, Craig. He saddled you with that. <laughs> you know, it's Dustin's fault. He saddled you. He saddled you with that. All right. Now, um, I, I've been thinking about it throughout the show. Uh, for next week's poll, I think I'm going to put something up about sweaty unitards. Um, the show must go on, or they have a point. So. We'll put that poll up a little later on today. Facebook.com slash this unplug. Hey, listen, I'm working without a net here. Sweaty unitards, yes or no? <laughs> Pro sweaty unitard, anti sweaty unitard. Um, all right, that is going to do it for that is going to do it for me this week. Coming up next, Dustin and the team are going to talk about mistakes people make when planning their Disney vacation. So, have a great week, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. And always remember. Stay out of the damn lakes. And I have music. Yeah. Bye.